want to tell you about a man. This man was the son of an unwed mother. In fact, when he was born, he was left for two months at the home for unwed mothers before the father of his young mother decided that he was going to bring this baby as well as his young daughter home to live with him. This man, as a child, was then raised to believe that his mother was his sister. He was also subjected to extreme psychological and physical abuse. Probably because of all this, he was a very shy child who developed a speech impediment and because of it was bullied chronically. Despite all of this, he became the Methodist Youth Fellowship Vice President. He dedicated himself to making money by delivering newspapers and cutting lawns. As an adult, he aimed his sights at success. He made sure to dress himself professionally. He made sure to develop an eye for quality. He actually became super friendly and developed incredible social skills. He studied law. He got himself a psychology degree. He also had a swift sense of humor. At some point in his life, he decided that he was going to get heavily involved in politics. This was a man who had a hell of a lot of interests. One of those interests was skiing. He became a good skier. But something that a lot of people don't know about this individual is that one time he saved a friend's niece from drowning. Like she literally would have died if he was not there. He also dedicated his time for a while to working on a crisis hotline where he probably saved lives as well. This man was Ted Bundy, an American serial killer and rapist, one of the most notorious criminals of the late 20th century. I want to tell you another story. This one is about a woman who is dangerously devout. In fact, she supported the idea wholeheartedly that there should be a ban against divorce and remarriage that would be a part of the Constitution. And yet, what was ironic is that the exact same year as she gave that idea out to the world, she supported one of her uber-powerful friends, who was a supporter of hers, when she decided to file for divorce. This was a woman who was so against contraception. She was completely against body sovereignty for women. In fact, she called abortion the greatest destroyer of peace today. She opened care homes where the hygiene in those care homes was horrible. We're talking blankets with feces all over them. We are talking reusing of needles. And on top of this, it was a common practice that disabled children were tied, quite literally tied, to their beds. She also forced baptisms regardless of whether it was in alignment or against somebody's wishes. This woman's main goal was not to be a social worker. Her main goal was to promote Christianity. In fact, she went on record as saying, the danger is that we may become known only as social workers, when all of our work is simply an expression of our love for Christ. Her charity, which got millions of dollars donated annually, didn't in fact go for the majority to her care homes. It went straight to the church. Despite having no money for the repairs on these care homes of hers, because all of that money was in fact going to the church, 
Many people criticized her because the walls of these care homes were covered with images of her, like a shrine. Now, those pictures cost a lot of money to put there, frames and so forth, that could have been spent on things like needles. She also believed that suffering brought people closer to God. This woman is Mother Teresa, the prominent and revered humanitarian considered to be a female saint. I want you to notice how in both cases that I just gave you, you were thrown into a state of cognitive dissonance. Notice how the minute you learned it was Ted Bundy we were talking about, all of his compassion-inducing and positive traits seemed to suddenly be negated and not count. Notice how the minute you learned it was Mother Teresa we were talking about, you became uncomfortable and suddenly the positive feelings you felt about her seemed to be poisoned. The reason this happened is because you and everyone else struggle to hold dichotomy. As people, we struggle with gray. We want things to be black and white. And in fact, black and white thinking is a coping mechanism that we use to try to keep ourselves feeling safe. We can't seem to wrap our minds around the concept that nothing and no one is all good or all bad. We can't wrap our minds around the fact that one does not negate the other. We also can't wrap our minds around the fact that there is contrast in everything. Part of awakening and expanding and developing a mature consciousness is moving into this place of and consciousness. In this place of and consciousness, we acknowledge nuances. We hold dichotomies. At first, doing so evokes the sensation that we're being torn between two things, or at the very least, stretched. That stretching process is an indication that personal expansion is occurring within our being. In the moment that we acknowledge a contradictory truth or state of being and expand wide enough to be able to hold both, as if holding both is okay, we have disidentified with both extremes. We have ceased to become either or, and instead have become the thing that is holding both. By holding both, instead of aspects of ourselves being separated by them, we have created a state of integration or wholeness within our being. To learn more about this, I encourage you to watch my video titled And Consciousness, the Modern Day Replacement for the Middle Way. Until people have made a practice and mastery of this, we will fail to recognize or be able to hold dichotomy. This means you're going to see people in black and white thinking. All good or all bad thinking. You will see it in every biased and slanted media story. You will hear it in the way people describe other people in their life. You will notice it in your own perception. People will continue to demonize and glorify, condemn and praise, and twist any information to conform to whatever black or white narrative they have decided upon. This tendency even goes so far as splitting. Now, splitting is really just a magnified version of what we're all doing with this black and white thinking all day long. Splitting is the result of the perceived inability to manage all of this confusing mess of positives and negatives in everything. Oneself, other people, the world at large, life itself. When we can't manage the mixed feelings, confusion, 
and anxiety-inducing chaos of positives and negatives, especially dichotomies. We split things into all good or all bad camps in our own consciousness. It is a form of fragmentation relative to our own perception. In a moment that we do this, we see a thing, ourselves, another person, a situation, the world, or life, as all good or all bad. We slip into all-or-nothing thinking. Either we're amazing or we're garbage. Someone else is either a monster or a saint. Things are either always or never happening. We love something or we hate it. We start to see things in absolutes with absolutely no middle ground. And what makes splitting so incredibly obnoxious as a coping mechanism is that it is so inconsistent. What this means is that we swing from one thing to the other. In one second, when a person does one thing, we see them as amazing and all good. Literally 10 seconds later, they do something that people don't like, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, this person was awful the whole time, they were always terrible, they're all bad. This means that any information that we're introduced to can wash away our entire experience that we may have had with somebody if any element of that experience contradicts this information that we now have to accept. Another example. We may be perceiving that life is just a negative nightmare and it's always been that way and our life has always been terrible and then literally the smallest thing happens to make it seem like something in life is going good and it's almost like the sun breaks in our life and all of a sudden it's a switch. No, life is really good, and really my life has just been really full of meaning, and it's been like really a great ride. You see, it's literally black or white. But to the degree that we have no access to information anymore within our own consciousness that contradicts that black version or white version of our perception. Splitting also involves our memory. What I mean by this is when we're in all good mode, we tend to only have access to all the positive memories. Whereas when we switch and we're in the all bad mode, we only have access to the negative memories. Another variation of this, which is equally destructive, is that when we're in all bad mode, we will take any positive memory that may contradict this narrative and twist it so it fits the negative narrative. We may do the same thing over here. If we're in all positive mode, we may look back in time at the memories that were negative and then twist them so that they seem positive to fit with our all-good narrative. If you find yourself struggling with dichotomies, with contradictory information, or with mixed messages, I want you to ask yourself the following. What would be so bad if both were true? What would it mean? And why would that be so scary? For example, if a person was faced with negative information about someone that they consider a really good friend, they might ask themselves this question, and the answer might be, I won't know what I can and can't trust with them. I can't keep myself safe if I can't predict them. Then ask yourself, how might you accommodate for or alleviate that fear? If a person is keeping themselves in one extreme or the other, it is because they perceive that being in this extreme or this extreme keeps them safe in some way and that looking at the other side invites some perception of unsafety. For example, seeing a person as a monster and not looking at the positive aspects of them may keep a person feeling safe because it means that by contrast, they are good. If they are good, it means they are lovable and will line up with positive things instead of meaning that they are defective and will line up with painful things. Or for example, seeing your mother as all good 
makes you feel safe because it means you can trust her and you don't have to be on guard or feel the pain of separation from her that often occurs when you notice negative things about someone. Figuring out how being stuck in a specific extreme causes you to feel good or safe will bring you a long way towards developing and consciousness. If you feel yourself slipping into all good or all bad thinking, if you hear yourself saying always or never, if you feel your world turning totally black, I want you to start to consciously look for information that contradicts the current polarity that you are stuck in. Consciously look for whatever information brings you into a more objective type of thinking. For example, if you've been sucked into a negative view of yourself, deliberately look for positive things about yourself. If you hear yourself say always, deliberately remember times that were an exception to the rule. This is not to negate your current perception. This should not be a negation exercise. Instead, you're looking to add to your current perspective. The objective perspective is an amalgamation of subjective perspectives. That means you have to look at the perspectives on both sides to form an objective picture of reality. Here's one thing I will mention. In order to do this, you may have to pull yourself out of fight or flight mode first. When we are in fight or flight mode, the part of our brains and bodies that can execute objective thinking is disabled. We need to notice how we really feel and from there regulate our nervous system in order to not let our distress trap us in all negative thinking states. Or alternatively, we need to notice the reality of the unsafety we feel and regulate it so as to not let ourselves be trapped in an all positive denial state because we are trying to cope with our distress. Black or white thinking is a form of cognitive distortion. It is to miss the whole objective view of anything. So challenge yourself to hold dichotomy. Have a good week.